The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Welcome to a very special edition of The Real Pod. My name's Janie. I'm joined by Duncan Grieve, who's on holiday and insisted on being here because in studio we have joining us none other than the dictator. Bonjour to James Masterpick. <laughs> Bonjour indeed. <laughs> Put your beret on. Okay. Yes, sorry. Here we go. Look at that. This is it. It's, okay. It's island right. wear. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And you had to take something crazy. And this was it. You don't have to wear that through the whole pod, by the way. Uh, I disagree. I think he does. Um, <laughs> and I think I, I, it's. Uh, can we talk about the beret? Like, I mean, I know that's a strange place to start, but how much consideration do you did you give to sort of impact clothing, impact active wear? <laughs> Look, I, you know, I thought I might not be here for a long time, and I thought let's bring some loopy things and. On the, I think on the first or the second elimination, I was wearing a crazy outfit because I was so sure I was going home. So I put on my weirdest outfit and then I was like, great, at least if I go home, it'll be kind of iconic. Um, but then I survived and then, you know, every... All you the peaked time, too soon. That's right. <laughs> so the beret was... Yeah, it was, um, I I was like, I was kind of, I thought it would be funny. Eli had just been shamed out with a um, advantage card. So I thought, why not? Let's do it again. Let's scare him a little. <laughs> oh, it was such a good week. I mean, I think we were all feeling really sad after Tame left last week. Yes. No more so than you, I'm sure, mm. now that he's your, like, BFF. <laughs> yes, what a king. But, we, um, but we've had another bloody great week at the lake. I know, truly. I think this is, yeah, even better than last week. It's, uh, what, what, are you, what, are your, what are your thoughts, Dunk? What are your highlight uh, moments? I mean, it was a st- it was stunning week. Like, I, I really, really enjoyed the that that knifing um, of Blair. <laughs> it was so good. It was like, like because ultimately, what he did was no different to what Jordan did to Mary Lambie in terms of like, if you're going to have a philosophy of Celebrity Treasure Island, which you obviously showed, like a moral philosophy, and yet because. It was so deliberate, and because he'd just done two hours in this sort of Jesus Christ pose, just being, um, you know, dangling there, it was, oh, God, it was so heavy. And, and Eli, 
you know, you think a comedian could always have some distance. I don't know. In your mind, that's, that's true. And then you see him and he's just roar and ruined. And I guess if you watch someone just hanging in the air for two hours and he really seemed to be in with Jordan, like, which is unimaginable to me as a viewer, but nevertheless seems to be undeniable Mm -hmm. watching it. What, what a, what an extraordinary thing to have happened. Yeah, truly. It, it was reminiscent to me of when um, in my season Jess and Alex had been in the water and then Maddie put Jess up for a elimination. They'd had this like insane 45-minute physical struggle out in the water. They were both completely just done. And then he put Jess up and it was like a great strategic move. Um, but like I was pissed. But, like my team was so pissed that he did that. And that, so I could kind of see where Eli was coming from. A, he was mates as, as it turns out, with Jordan randomly. Um, but B, it is real intense when you watch people mm. go through that. Like it is, it's really full on. Yes, it was horrific to watch. And, it, you know, it's what, you know, they speed it up. But it was two hours and 15 minutes. And... I mean, even we were we were freezing. We were like, hurry up. <laughs> we were all dying just watching. And you then, must have known the other team had a mercy card because you had people come over. Yes. So Blair came over and spilled all the beans. Yeah. It was fantastic. He told us there was a mercy and he was like, you know, I have this card. <laughs> and that was really, I was like, wow, this guy is, has come over. He doesn't even know me. And he's like, right, here's it. All you need to know about the other team. But now you've watched back, you can see why, right? Like he was a little yes. bit on the outer, him and Mitty. All, yes. all the young folk were gathering together, forming alliances with each other and with you guys. <laughs> and hey, they... I wasn't involved with Jordan. Let me just say that. <laughs> I feel sorry for Jordan. I, I, yes. I don't. I, know, I, don't I knew you wouldn't. I not Jordan at all. Um, I thought he was, a, he was a consummate villain. I'm sad he's gone on that basis. Mm. But, yep. you know, as soon as he ate that whole cheeseburger, I was like, forget about it. Do we have um, the goods on the cheeseburger? I'm sorry. Oh, I, didn't get I asked info. James to, to try and get some intel because I have a theory about the cheeseburger. Because when we were on the island, every piece of food that wasn't rice, we basically measured, we portioned. It didn't help that we won no rewards. True. So when I'm talking about portioning food, I'm talking about portioning damper. Um, but... I feel like I saw with the chopping up of burgers, I'm wondering if people all wanted a little bit of each burger, but he was like, no, no, I'll just have, you know, so they all got the equivalent of a burger because I feel like that would have been a way bigger deal in camp if he just took a burger and no one had kind of okayed it at all. It felt like it was a captain's call. <laughs> Man needs his nutrition. But um, what what did you make of Jordan? Like, Because obviously a lot happens in the edit and there's this sort of disconnect mm. between – he seems like this kind of weird kind of spooky guru, like, in the edit. But obviously some people who I consider to be, like, good judges of human nature became properly attached to him. Like, for you personally, what what was your feeling towards Jordan? Look, I will say, I you know, look, to be honest, that was how he's come across in the edit is kind of how we saw him, but... I didn't spend any, like, camp time with him. Like, we weren't, like, hanging out. I didn't get to see, like, what he was, like, off camera. But to be totally honest, every time he was on camera and I saw him, he was behaving like that. (laughs) (laughs) We just all thought he was really serious. Well, I mean, he definitely was. I think I saw him, 
laugh one time in this whole oh thing. Oh, my gosh. Well, he did not laugh at my Kumara in a box joke. I'll tell you that much. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, is that, is I mean, that why you, know, you could never <laughs> forgive him for that? <laughs> I didn't even know until I just watched yesterday. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 the thing for me with Jordan is that people talk about him being a great leader and he really embodied the leadership role. He really embodied the captaincy. He took it on with 100% as if it was a job he was being paid to do, nay, elected to do. And he wasn't elected to do it. He got it by standing on a on a stick sticking out of a wall, right, for the longest. And so, he, you know, he, he seemed to be making decisions on behalf of the team, read cheeseburgers and all sorts, and kind of like really taking on this role of sitting down and talking them through everything and making them hold hands and all that. And yet, you know, your style of leadership and Matilda's style of leadership is more just like, oh, I kind of got this thing. <laughs> I didn't necessarily, like, earn it by popularity or popular vote or anything. So I'm just one of you guys and let's have some fun with it. Is that accurate? Yes. Although, I mean, when I watch, I'm like, God, why did I do this thing? I'm like, thank God Jordan was there on the other team too. <laughs> <laughs> you are fine. Don't worry. You're yeah, absolutely I mean, fine. I thought your leadership style was summed up in that scene towards the end of uh, episode nine when you sort of scream why into the void. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Like over the responsibility of it. But you also seem to be having like a lot of fun. It's also almost like you seem to understand that this is a silly game and you can have some fun with it. Whereas Jordan had this very like, it was a kind of, you know, I thought that Blair's line at the start was like, sorry, you know, it was an in the moment where he goes, sorry, Jordy, you got to go, but I do appreciate you. And he really dripped the appreciate you with sarcasm. Like he had a lot <laughs> of that, this kind of wellness influencer kind of, you know, the, the, the language and the, um, that, that you're right, that hyper earnestness that was, well, it's just, it almost seems like a perfect foil to you, given your well-known um, disapproval of all kind of spiritual shit. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, it was, I mean, you know, I, I think also I didn't, uh, yeah, I, I knew, come on, no, we've got Steve Price on our team. It wasn't like, I didn't feel like I am in charge here and you all must... <laughs> Even like, ugh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I shouldn't be mean about Jordan because I, yeah, look. But even just like how he's like, speak to your captain. It was just like, yeah, so, yeah, like. that's pretty cringe. We, I mean, and we we always have the the caveat on the podcast that we talk about what we see on screen. Having yes. been in the situation, both you and I. Sorry, Duncan, you haven't been to the island yet. <laughs> even though it looks like maybe. I mean, are they shooting a new series right now? <laughs> because it looks a little like you might be there. Um, <laughs> You know, you there's so much uh, that doesn't make it on screen. And as viewers, we can only judge by what we see. In my season, Josh Oakley was given a pretty bad edit and he was kind of like just a kid, a hothead kid and he had lots of redeeming features that just were never, mm. ever shown. Um, so I can understand how that can happen. I did feel bad for Jordan because I think, I think he really loved his team and he really, you know, kind of was trying to do the best by them, but also him at the same time. I think he just got way too yeah. into, like, into, I don't know what was going on in his head, actually. I don't know. Yeah, look, I've met him now properly. He was he was great to talk to. It was totally fine. So, look, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be, I don't want to be dad who comes and spoils all the fun and says, guys, don't be mean, because, I, I mean, it's like, 
he is he was great to talk to. And then I, I watch on TV and I'm like, why are you doing this like this? Just like jaw drops from these things. But yeah, anyway, look, I mean, I'm sure the cornies don't send hate to anyone or anything no, like that. No, of course they don't. So. I. I Love came to love Jordan by the end in terms of just like one of the greatest CTI characters of all time. Like he became very reliably cringe, um, bless him, and uh, now he's gone. So there's there's kind of a gap being left behind because other than Jordan, it feels like everyone's getting on, you know, getting on well, pretty well. I don't know. I mean, the Eli does seem to genuinely hate. Oh, I mean, now we've got some real cross-team tension for sure. In a profound way, and I love that. I I think Blair Strait, sorry, the guy from Shorty Street, um, to give him his full (laughs) formal title, continues to be this, like, revelatory weirdo. Can I get a... Like, so when he comes across and starts talking about Dwight Eisenhower being kidnapped by aliens... (laughs) Mm-hmm. That again is obviously for 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 you with your personality and worldview. That's a problem. Was he, how sincere was he with with that? Like, because actors can be weird. Like, not all of them, mm. but some of them. He was pretty sincere, I'd say. But we all loved him. Like, he was. It was sort of a lovable. I mean, I love loopy people, so you know it's. It's um, it's something that yeah we I just adored him and he came over and as I say he just spilled all the beans to the other t- um, about the other team and he um, he was like saying to me like oh, I just love you being captain uh, you could put me about a hundred times I still think you're oh, the best captain that's what you so need to hear and so you so did <laughs> <laughs> well I mean I look there. There was more to that than what was shown, Really? Obviously. Can you tell us? Well, I mean, two quite sad things. First of all, Steve was having a really hard day. Mm. And um, also Blair was, um, he his, he was worried about his family. So he yeah, had said right. to us, I'm quite worried about my parents back home. There was flooding going on and things. Oh. So he was like, I'd be quite happy to go home. So feel free to put me up. Yeah. So it was a bit of, but you know. Yeah. Anyway, Susan Devoy did exactly the same thing one night um, after after her son went home. Uh-huh. She was like, "I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go home tonight. Put me up." And then she went up against Katie and just smashed it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what Blair was like. You get in the ring and you can't. Like you just can't. Yeah. <laughs> you can't fight your essential nature. I think the only person we've ever seen like proper. Oh, we've seen two people properly throw eliminations before. One was. Um, uh, Aya Lou, who who did that puzzle against Karen O'Leary, and even though she had it within like ten minutes, spent fifty minutes pretending she didn't because she wanted to get home to her baby, and then um, Joel Rindelob, he threw his elimination so that Siobhan could stay because they were they were a friendship couple. It was really lovely. It's it was. Um, I also think this was another one of those challenges that were like, and I don't know what the relative heights of Midi and Blair are, but. It felt like, you know, this thing where height is an advantage. Like you could see her, she was stretched to the absolute limit just to complete it. And that's just a lot harder than if you have your arms a bit But he was holding the pole much lower down than her. Yeah, because he might be taller. I don't know. Hmm. No, she seems like quite a a tall thing. Very athletic. Yeah, and Blair's not too tall actually, but... 
Yeah, God, I when I watch now, I'm like, you know, I wish I'd taken Miriam over. I just think her and Blair, like when she. Well, when, but you don't know that at the time. I you know, don't realise they I had this know. amazing alliance that I could know. have been really strong. But probably would have seen you ousted at some point too, potentially. So. Possibly, yeah. And because um, in episode seven, when um, Blair and Miriam are through the challenge, I loved. Leah going, the kitties need to be disciplined. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, but, um, they were so amazing through that, that, mm. that when they threw the challenge and, and Jordan's fury. God, that was that was fun. Yeah, so at the time, Laura, I think, so Laura had had a chat to Eli and Jazz and Courtney and they were like, we might throw the challenge today so James can stay in. And so then we went to the challenge. I didn't know Blair and Mariama were going to throw it, but we went along and then... So first- wait, so everyone was trying to throw it except, <laughs> except Jordan. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, but then Jazz, they didn't show this as well, but Jazz volunteered to sit out and I was like, get in the boat, bitch. I was like, don't <laughs> come to be throwing this, madam. And then um, afterwards, like Courtney... When Courtney came over, she was like, oh, no, I, we didn't throw the challenge. And I was like, wow, we but, were just so good. But little did you know, that yeah, um, Blair, and when you watch it back, Blair and Marie are doing the most to throw. Like, their rowing was ridiculous. <laughs> it was so obvious. And then Jordan was really, it was, he knew it and he was dark on it. He was pretty pretty onto it, Jordan, I think. I think he was, a, like, a legitimate threat in every way, like, while yeah. you're sleeping, <laughs> all the ways. <laughs> James, we talk a bit about like your role, to, like when you were asked, because this seems like a quite alien environment to you, based on whatever I know of you, and yes. like what, what, like were you were you excited? Did you entertain a moment's doubt? And with the captaincy, like this whole thing feels like you're in a very different space to where you normally operate, and you're absolutely thriving, or it seems that way on screen. Um, just talk us through that whole kind of piece. Thank you. Well, yes, it was. I mean, yeah, it, it, well, the thought of it was very stressful. And look, it's easy. I mean, you know, in some ways it's way easier than worrying every day that you're going to be put up. But, oh, there's so many things when you're captain, I'm sure you will relate. No, I never got to make any, apart from my that first real bung decision. <laughs> I, I never, we never won anything for me to be in the stressful situation of having to choose who goes up for elimination. So my yes. captaincy was pretty chill. <laughs> but it's like that card, oh, it was yeah. hanging over me. It's it was, horrible. I truly was just like, I wish I'd never had this card because there was all these people who go, I'd actually love if you used it for me. And then, you know, uh, then you have to work out who, who you're going to swap out from your own team. This is the thing as well because, you know, when you're watching at home and it seems like everyone who's on the island as well seems to think if you put someone in, you're hoping they'll lose. That's not what happens. You, yeah. you, you're you forced to do something, but you still hope that they win it, right? Totally, yes. And I was, I just want to say, I was very sad when Matilda left. I feel like a lot of people have been speculating that I was putting her up because she was big competition and things. But it was, yeah, you don't want to lose any team members no. really. And we had such a lovely vibe. But um, anyway, sorry, I digress. So, yes, it was awful and I hated it. And you want it, you want everyone to like you because you know we don't want your team to throw the challenge and get you out if you if they think, oh, he's not doing a good job. 
So there was a lot of that weighing on my mind. And then, yeah, you're, if you're a people pleaser, you're really trying to, you know, make sure everyone's happy. It was ugh, it was horrific. <laughs> but um, as I say, screen time and <laughs> you don't get voted out or you can't, you know, go up for ELIM. And it was, it was just kind of like as a CTI fan, I was like, I want the full experience. Yes. I want the Rako Corridor. It's so exciting. You never would have had a moment of doubt when they first got in touch with and said, hey, we'd like you to, to audition for this. No, not really. Uh, there was, there like was fear, sure. Yes, yeah. there was a lot of fear. But, yeah, I was like, this is the best day of my life. I always <laughs> think the best, the best castaways are the ones who are really – understand about making good tally as well, not just kind of like taking part in the activities, mm. but kind of, you know, you know, when you advise production to put some cricket noises in for an awkward conversation, <laughs> you know, like just straight up directing the edit. Uh, that's so, that's so brilliant. But, oh, oh, here we go. There's some crickets there. Wow. That's, a, that was incredible, Samuel. Well done. Oh, can't turn them off. Um, Back to the, the ropey challenge, mm. the elimination between uh, Nick and Jordan. Yes. Another height thing there. I don't reckon I could have even reached the ropes. <laughs> I'm sure they'd have lowered the ropes for you, Jane. Lower mm. the ropes. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I do. I, I definitely have a height thing. Um, I have a, I, th- I definitely think there's some heightism that goes on in some of these challenges. Mm. I'll get over it eventually, maybe <laughs> 10, 15 years' time. Who knows? Who knows? Um, we should talk about some of the other things that happened because yes. um, we've jumped all over the place a bit. Uh, the box. So oh, actually we, we started off, Matilda had just gone, right? Mm. Um, I found it really funny that Jordan was like, Blair's not sharing his scroll. When he had literally just told his whole team, I'm going to save any one of you but not Blair and I'm going to put Blair up. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't think he's got a leg to stand on here. Um there's the, the slip and slide challenge. Yeah, that was not much to write home about. Uh, and then we had the, the, the face-off we've just talked about where Blea and Mitty threw through it. But then we get to um we get yes. to the we get to the, the Captain's, Captain's coup. Mm. And I'm thinking your cross team alliance is not functioning very well. No. Because you want to put Eli up to take out Jordan. Eli's buddied up with Jordan and not communicated that in any which way to you guys. No. So it, it, the whole, you know, the whole thing is, uh, is is starting to be a bit of an interesting mare. It's also like an alliance that's seven or eight people deep now. Yeah. And even Courtney said to me after that, she was like, if you had put me up, I probably would have thrown it because Jordan was suspicious of me. Right. So I yeah I couldn't believe it watching Eli being like I'm gonna keep doing us like I mean I knew what happened but I yeah <laughs> we had no clue that they were besties anyway Eli does win yes. in the end um, amazing footwork it was amazing footwork I really liked your your um, in the moment where he talked about uh, Eli being a gym gay but but Jordan he's a he's a gym straight <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're I'm surprising a, you're, myself. All of my lines, I'm like, this is fun to watch what I've said. I can't remember anything I said. You're really dominating the in the moments. Like, yeah. And I feel like in the past they had less comedians and the comedians, for one reason or another, would get eliminated early. Now there's like this kind of pack of you 
and you're all really strong and sticking it out. And it's making this, it's just elevating the show so much having just all of these like complete zinger in the moment uh, interviews. Do, do, there's this perception, I don't know if it's accurate, that all the comedians are like best friends off stage. Like, A, are you? And B, did, did the pre existing relationships kind of change the dynamic? Or, you know, or like, were they a big help going into the, to this season? Mm, good question. So, um, a few things. So, Laura and Eli besties lived together for many years, and um, Eli spoke at Laura's wedding. He was, I can't remember what he did, but something. He was an Im- important role at. <laughs> No, not Grown? MC. No. Yeah. <laughs> and I was also at that wedding as well. But um, so, you know, we, Laura and Eli, especially besties. And then um, I knew Courtney reasonably well. Laura and Eli don't think, oh, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, we were all pretty close. But Courtney and I, when we went in, we were like, Laura and Eli are going to be bestie, bestie. And so we need to have each other's back as much as possible. Otherwise, we will be the two that when the when the alliance gets down to four, you guys will become the stragglers. Mm, yeah, yes. right. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, we'll be keeping a close eye on how that plays mm-hmm. out. Um, you ended up after the captain's coup with this oh, box, yes, and you had to do the team swap. <laughs> oh, that was truly the worst moment of my life. And it wasn't just like send you know exchange. Yeah. Like, it was like half the teams completely got cleft in twain, mm. and then glued back together in bits. Yes. I mean, I, I only I had five people to choose from from my team. I had to get rid of three. So it was, I mean, in one way, like Maddie McLean had to send over one person. I guess that feels a bit worse in some ways because it's like you've only chosen one person. Oh, she fucking hated us too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Not um, anymore. Yeah. At the time, it was rough, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it was, oh, it was devastating watching Matt Gibb be like, how fast he chose me. I did not choose any of them fast. It was a very, there was a lot of me pausing and trying to work out. I thought when I got it that I was like going to be able to like go home and we'll go back to camp and think about it. Mm. But maybe that would be worse because it was calculated. Anyway. If you'd done that, it would have given you too much opportunity to talk strat with everyone. True. So it would have it would have not been great for the game probably. Yes. You needed to just like pluck people out. Yes. And, but yeah, it was truly like, that day was the first day I'd been relaxed in the whole experience because I knew I wasn't going home. No one from our team was going up. We put on our craziest outfits. We were so excited to just watch whatever happens. I'm still captain. Anyway, oh, that was truly awful. Um, but I kind of ended up, Matt and Turia had kind of, we'd, you know, had kind of joined our alliance and so I thought, I send those two over, and they can kind of be together. That's not the read that Matt took, though. He took no. it as he's, he <laughs> he just wanted to get rid of it. Turia hold, held on to loyalty. She got over there and was mortified to find Matt and Mel spilling all the black. What was it like to watch that? Oh yeah, look. Um, I mean, I know what happens, so it's <laughs> fine. It's like we, you know, we we had two good eliminations after that, but yeah, it was. Um, Oh, it's, yeah, I felt horrifically bad. And then I also really thought, because Courtney came over, she was really sad, but not, it ended up, yeah, I just thought, like, these guys hate me. Like, he's the captain who's just, like, 
moved us all over from our home and now he's, um, you know, and thankfully Nick and Blair and Courtney were very happy to come over and we stayed up all night talking and Nick and Laura sang to us and it was very Aww. beautiful and we all bonded very nicely. What Did, did they sing anything from Lion King? Um, yeah, a bit of Lion King, a yeah. bit of sync as Blair um, said. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was lovely. But at the time I really felt like, oh, my God, I am the worst. You you sent your teammates over to duvets, uh, though, which is, that's you know, true. you can't be too sad about that. And they took a bunch of meat with them. Yes, that's right. Scally they got wags. to take half the meat. Yeah, I know. Good on them. Good on them. Tudia had been begging for red meat for ages, so I was happy that she got some. You did her a favour. Mm, what right. songs were playing during the um, the charity challenge where you had to lip read? Oh, it was some weird. I can't remember, but they just played it over and over again. It was just like one song. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> that's a shame. Mm, yeah. Feels like it could have been a nice opportunity to listen to some, you know, some decent IRD hold music or something. <laughs> Dane Rumble, get them all. <laughs> what would you have done if Dane Rumble or Drew, Drew <gasps> Nemia had been there? Oh, well, they they were really like the story producers were like, before we went in, we'd do like a pre-interview and they were like, what will you do if Drew is on the other team? And they were really kind of leaning into it. And so I really started to think, fuck, maybe he is there. Um, I think if he'd been there, it would have been, like, so exciting and just in terms of, like, this is um, huge. Yeah. But also I think I would be sure he would have been, like, get this guy out immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So. He, he would have done a lot of dancing, I feel. <laughs> I just feel like there would have been a lot of dancing on the island. So just just on that get this guy out immediately, have you had contact with Drew? Like, what, what is your, the current state of you and Drew's relationship? Um, look, not great. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, it's not great. So, uh, yeah, I think he would have definitely not wanted me there. Would you um, like to have a good relationship with Drew? Absolutely. Okay. So he's he's holding out on you. Uh, just to expand on not great, well, how does that manifest? <laughs> well, I really tried to get him for um, a show that I made last year, Abandonment Issues. We were desperate to get him. And he was very clear that he did not want to be a part of it. Actually, at first when he didn't know I was attached, he was somewhat interested. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> as soon as he um, yes, found out I was attached and he sent this email and it was like, I, like, I don't know this guy or care about him. Or it was like so many, it was like, I don't like him, I don't know him. And I was like, okay, sounds like you know me, buddy, if you. <laughs> but, yeah. but I... I re- I want to have a I want to repair the relationship. Maybe I, we can do something. You know how on Neighbours at War they used to get like MPs <laughs> to come on who were like campaigning to kind of do some mediation sessions between the neighbours. Maybe the real pod can do that for you and Drew. <laughs> I would love that. I mean, I don't fancy our chances, but we can give it a crack. Look, I I just think it it's almost like a cat and mouse game, you know. Sorry, <laughs> it's like as soon as he just accepts it then it won't really be as funny anymore. It's true. So, it's so maybe we don't want you guys to reconcile. <laughs> what about Sue Nicholson? How are you two? Yes, we, we, we text sometimes. You text, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, this, that would have been a great uh, a great feature on the island as well. Sue Nicholson had turned up and you formed an alliance with her. Yes, well, she actually told me she nearly did the Traders 
And yeah, she couldn't because of touring. And then she was like, thank God I didn't do it. It was a nasty show. <laughs> so yeah. she should have seen that coming. In, in terms of your celebrity feuds, where, where does where does Drew rank? Like, like in terms of people that you've got this sort of one-way relationship with where you, you have an enduring fascination with them and mm. they're sort of aware of what you do. How, like is, is he number one or like is Kelvin up there? What's, yes. the, what's the current status? Yeah, look, I think Drew is, he's the ultimate, um, what are they called? I can't remember. Anyway. Nemesis? No. Yeah, white whale? Sort of, yes, white whale, that was what I was. What's yeah. a white whale? It's from Moby Dick. Oh, yeah. yeah. This, this thing that, that just sort of, it, it, it sits in your mind and it's always elusive but can, can never let you go. It's an idea okay. as much as a physical, you know, reality. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, should we get back, we get yes. back to this telly show that you're on? And absolutely play <laughs> caning, I might add. You. You've been doing really well in all the challenges too. Because I, I feel like, uh, you know, you felt that that wasn't your strong point necessarily, some of the, the strength of it. But you were absolutely like biffing sandbags and knocking things over, putting light balls into <laughs> weird contraptions at height, all sorts of things. Thank you. You always surprised myself. I did that catapult one especially. I was I was trying. I was putting all my effort, but I was very happy to lose that. I was sick of putting people up. And those nachos look terrible. Did yeah. you not think? Yeah, I yeah. They, they always bring out the nachos. Mm. They always bring out the nachos. Did did you was that as cold and miserable as it looked that challenge? Like it seemed like it would go for about a week if they just hadn't changed the rules as well. It truly would have. Um, Love a mid game rule change. So <laughs> I was yeah, it was horrible. I was freezing, and I was just I was like curled up into a ball on the pontoon, shivering. And Laura went out with her sandbag and, and said to the crew, like, you need to get a boat and bring out some towels or a blanket for James. This is a health and safety nightmare. Something like that. It was very sweet of her. Um, and then I think soon after they were like, yes. But they would always do this thing where I'm sure they did it on your season as well, Jane, where if they're going to change the rules, they ask the whole both teams and everyone has to agree to the rule change. Otherwise, they won't change the rule. Didn't do that. Oh, no. really? Yeah, no. In fact, sometimes it felt like the rule changes. They didn't even make sure it was clearly communicated. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, they were very serious about it. Perhaps they... because of the, some of the things that came out of our season <laughs> where things weren't fully communicated or, mm. or we didn't hear the rule changes properly. Yes, okay, right, yeah, probably. And like in the um in the second episode with um the the stamp, stamping on the catapult thing and um and the sandbags oh, yeah, yeah, going yeah. on too. So they were like cuz it was taking so long. They were like, "Okay, we're going to propose a rule change." Um and basically not everyone had to get it. It was kind of like a person could go five times, yeah. get it. So it didn't have to and we were like, yeah, all good. And then Karele were like, no, we're not changing the rules. Ah, interesting. So I shouldn't be mean. But anyway. Um, well, they were probably just concerned that you had one person who was just going <laughs> to nail it, you know. <laughs> so, well, I my theory is that they were like, nah, some of these people won't be able to get it. Yeah, so we right. should just not let them. But anyway, um, yeah, so thankfully everyone was freezing and we changed the rules but yeah it was that was miserable challenge 
But you, once, yeah. You said at one point, you know, you 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 uh, launched a bag and you said it was like the worst catapult uh, in the show's <laughs> history. I beg to differ. <laughs> I did one that uh, made it to my promo where I was going on about how people won't see me as a threat and I, I launched the catapult and it, it just dropped at my feet. Like, it didn't even, it got, in fact, it almost went backwards, if anything. Um, but the stakes weren't as high because we could just pick up and keep going, whereas you had to do this whole bloody swim thing in between. Yes, Nightmare. Truly horrible. I actually did one catapult and it somehow flung back at me and hit like nearly at my little little <laughs> pee-pee, but I'm just right the side of my thigh. So somehow it flung back at me. I had no clue how that happened. I know, those things. They look, <laughs> at, they look easier than they are. Yeah. Um, uh, after that... After that face-off, <clears throat> um, we had no. Oh God, I don't know where I am anymore. We don't really need to go through. We don't need to go through blow by blow. We're not recapping it. We're not recapping it. I do want to know. I've got in all caps. What is that intense t-shirt Jordan is wearing with the skulls? That was really frightening. Did you pick up on that? Yes, it was crazy. I said the exact same thing. Um, also. Jordan, um, during the rope holding yeah. challenge, he was staring daggers at me. He was so angry. He was like glaring at me. For you putting him up? I think so, yeah. Oh, so, well, he must have realised that that was going to happen. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think he thought maybe because I was friends with Eli that maybe we had we were kind of protecting him. I, I'm surprised that they stayed up for two hours and 15 because I would have thought that Jordan would have just been making eyes with Eli and Eli would have been like, yes, mate, got you. I'm going to use the mercy card. Jump down after 15 minutes. Like, don't put yourself through this. Yes. I think that's why, like, maybe, I think Nick kind of realised, like, they must be wanting to get him out. And so after that, yeah, I think he was like, whatever. Yeah. Here to play. Here to play. <laughs> it was quite interesting. So after Blair had... And that, that moment was, was electric when, when he does the switch. And then they go back to camp and Mitty is trying to remind them that it's a game. In this way, which I think, you know, it is important to, to remember that this is a, ultimately a silly little game. Um, and they just turn on her. Like, it's so raw. Yeah. It's really, really mm. shocking how that whole thing um, goes down. Like, could you really... F- feel the, the enmity in, in the air and the aftermath, the way it comes across on screen? Um, I knew, yeah, I not really. I knew Eli was obviously very upset. Um, but, and again, like, I didn't really realise Eli was bestie bestie with Jordan. Like, we kind of, yeah, I really thought he was just so scary <laughs> that I just... Um, I thought, like, he's the captain everyone wants to get out, but clearly not. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I knew I knew that we'd heard rumours that there was um, a bit of like a an argument after after they got back, but we were told that it wasn't on camera. So I love that they they had the audio. I was like so <laughs> gripped hearing hearing them arguing. It I didn't loved... seem like a full scale argument, no, no. and I, the emotions did seem to be running very high. And I think. Had Jordan been put up and done any other challenge and that whole thing had played out exactly the way it did, but it wasn't him standing there for two and a half hours in agony, then probably everyone would have been much more okay with the decisions that were made because it would have just been much more just like gameplay. But it is, I think when someone's kind of been through hell and then had the opportunity to be saved. And, like, it wasn't. It didn't mean that Nick would be going home using the Mercy card. It would have been kind of like a nice thing. Both these guys just went through it. They both get to stay. How nice is that? But not for Blair. 
any other challenge, any other limb, totally fine. You know, totally fine to send Jordan home. But that one, I think, would have stuck pretty hard. And you guys were cold out there. You were out there for hours, just like. Mm. So I'm, I, I understand that their emotions would have been running high, even if they didn't all adore Jordan. It's still just kind of like a full-on thing to watch anyone go through. Totally, yes. It was, every day it was like, oh, something crazy. It just kept happening, you know. And, um, yeah, it was it was horrific to watch. Nick, I felt so bad for. I just, as soon as he got down, I was, just, I felt like a monster. And I said to him, like, I'm so sorry. And Nick was like, James, thank you for allowing me to go to that place. Yeah, <laughs> he like, went to a place. Oh, the bumblebee. Like, nice. I, the bumblebee. Oh, yeah. I thought that was the beginning of the end for him. Mm. But it turned out to be like his little bumblebee saviour. He, he would have been grateful like when you go into an elimination arena and you win, you feel so empowered. Mm. It's actually like it's not nice being put in there, but you feel like super strong when you come out the back of it. So there would have been elements of that he was super grateful. And he got to show the nation just like what a bloody absolute trooper he is. You know? Totally, yeah. And he got I mean, to say that nice thing about his, his wife. And, you know? and Jesus. All good things. Or, or God. I, and I Jesus. <laughs> Do you think he was channeling Jesus up there? He, he did say that, right? Yeah, sort of I Jesus think so. on the cross vibes. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> um, lovely man, Nick. Very sweet. There, there seems to be two things going on. One is, like, you seem to be really enjoying the, the game aspects of it and just you know, being on this show that you've watched a lot. Um, on another level, it looks really cold and uncomfortable. What is your general <laughs> disposition throughout the time we've watched today? Um, yeah, I think I was stressed the whole time, but I knew I, I just, it was one of those things. I was like, I, I need to stay. This is for the best. Um, so I never really considered... Um, yeah, selfie living or anything like that. There was definitely times I think where I thought if I get put up, I will still try, but if I go home, I think I'll be quite happy. And I felt like I'd done a lot by this stage. So I was kind of, I had my little beret moment. I was like, oh, you know, I've had a few laughs, whatever. So, um, but yeah, it was hard. It was some days it was a bit, um, you know, you get a bit sad o vibes. But yeah, look, it was it was one of the you know I was watching and as a fan, as you say, it was like oh my gosh, oh, there's this moment and oh now you know like you kind of and the Jordan thing like it's such a good it's like a it's just like a storyline. It almost feels like pre-written, like how the cards get played. It's all just so good. It feels yeah like it was made up. But do you think production makes some decisions on the fly about like which scroll, like depending on who's going up for elimination, like what the scroll might be that gets given to the winner and that kind of stuff? Mm. I mean I think it would be a smart if they do do that, it would be a smart way to play it because it does give them, I guess, a, a potentially a little bit of input into the, the gameplay and a good storyline that they otherwise don't have because the you know the players are doing so much of the um the decision making. True, yeah. yeah. I don't know that. I'm just I'm just positing it as a, as a possibility. That would be smart. I love, sorry, just side note, when um, Eli plays the mercy card for Jordan and then he says something like, um, it's great to know that Eli's followed through with what he said he was going to do oh my and God. play the mercy card. <laughs> He's so, is it, is it a, just a complete lack of unawareness? Like, 
I don't know. I guess you knowing, again, knowing the game and the show so well and, and um, listening to all our recaps and knowing <laughs> the sorts of things that we discuss, like you've got to think about how it could play out on the television. Mm. And he's once shafted someone by not using the mercy card quite openly and he was about <laughs> to shaft someone else and made it known to his whole team uh, yeah. and then was just like, yeah, Blair did the right thing. Good on him. You know, no yeah. kind of like, I, you know, he was a, the man that I couldn't be or anything like that. No acknowledgement <laughs> of his of how he didn't play the card. Well, we were we all kind of heard that. Sorry, Eli, not Blair. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's confused. That's very like. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, we heard that Jordan was because we were all like, "Oh my god, Jordan's going to be so angry." But I did. I was, you know, it is almost a nice way that it ends, Jordan. I mean, it, I felt a little bit sad when he was crying and when mm. he says, "Like, you know, it's a good play from Blair," and mm. you know, so he was quite gracious. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, so you know, good on him. Um, okay. Anyway, I can't remember what I was going to say. That's all right. I think we kind of reached the end of the kind of reached the end of the week. I was just going to say, no one, hardly anyone on the bloody show had ever watched CTI. Mm. A few of them had kind of, I think, just started to watch Fans vs. Saves just because they were like, it's airing. They knew they Better were going. watch quick. Yeah, because yeah, I think the first three episodes came out right as we were going in. And so, um, but no one had a clue what, and I said this in the Discord, people were gobsmacked that comedians who knew each other might form have, an alliance. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, like, not, I mean, in um, Jesse Chooks' season, everyone was in alliances. It yeah. was, like, hard out. It was, like, so hard to keep track of. Yeah. And then this one, I was like, I almost felt bad. I was like, someone make an alliance, please. Are you getting some, is there some tension with the show airing as people are starting to see things that were going on they weren't aware were going on? Yes, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And you forget things you've said. Like, it seemed like such chill scheming compared to what we've seen before. We've seen, you know, in previous seasons, some really hard out scheming. This just seems more like, hey, we're mates, we'll look after each other. It doesn't seem particularly like cutthroat. It's the most basic scheming. It's absolutely yeah. fine. But it is wild. You know, I had a similar thing on my season, even though it was fans versus faves. There were a few of the fans who were not uh, probably what you would class as super fans and not <laughs> as familiar with the show as you would imagine they would be being in a fans team. But um, but they, you know, when they watched back and even in the course of the game, they were really just shocked by, you know, some of the stuff that was going on. Meanwhile, on the faves camp where they have done all this before and the scheming, and they're all cool with it because they understand it, you know? Totally. And have you made any, like, mates out the back of it, like, you know, as a result of this weird forced immersion situation? Yeah. I um, I met Gib and I, uh, uh, you know, we, we hang sometimes, and Tudia I adore as well. And, um, I mean, yeah, I truly did love everyone on our team. We really had a lovely dynamic. Blair and I text sometimes. Love Blair. What an <laughs> angel. He's just so funny. Um, yeah, and I, I'm, yeah, when I watch, I'm like, damn, I would love to get to know Mary Lambie. She's just oh, so iconic. Well, she's Duncan's best mate, so perhaps yes. we can hook you up. Hey, um, I, I will, I just, without giving anything away, because I don't want any spoilers, I, I feel I'm the most unspoiled of this season than I ever have been before. Right. 
and I have no idea who's going to take it. I have no idea what's coming. But is the now that we've lost Jordan, is there more drama to come? Is there more <laughs> like little fights or anything? Yeah, there's, there's some stuff. Okay, yeah. okay, good to know. I mean, the throw forward for, for the next week. It looks just like everyone's furious, so <laughs> can only assume that, that something bad goes down. Uh, but it's just—it's so great to have you on the the the, the show, Celebrity Treasure Island, and on the Real Pod, James. Like, <laughs> truly, it, it, the fact of you being a super fan of the show going in and having this kind of thesis of New Zealand pop culture that means when you drop you into a situation like that, you're like a pig and shit. It's so, it's so, it's so freaking good to have you on the show. Honestly. So good. And then anytime you make kind of niche references to previous seasons thinking, Oh, no one's going to understand that you've got a whole crew of cornies who are sitting there going totally like they completely get it every single second. Oh, thank you guys. It's lovely to do the pod in the show. You're doing amazing on the show. Can't wait to see you win the treasure. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Let's see how it goes. Uh, and we'll say no more because I don't. I just don't. I don't want anything. I am you sitting on a crate with noise cancelling head fuzzy headphones, mm. not being able to lip read what Bree's saying. I always give Jane fake spoilers. So. <laughs> He's cr- he, he has been um, messaging me with like, oh, I'm really sorry, I'm going home this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like four or five times. Uh, <laughs> yes, and he's still me. goddamn on the show. I'm surprised you're actually even back uh, in Auckland, to be honest. Uh, thank you so much for, for joining us. Thanks, oh. Dunk, for beaming in from wherever you are. Where are you? Kororarika, Russell. Nice. Way up, way up. Um, yeah, this has been amazing. Such a fan of, of what you're doing on the show, James. It's amazing. It's so good. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, Samuel, for recording. Thank Thanks, you, Cornies, for doing what you do and paying to listen to this, and we appreciate your support always and forever. Do you want to say anything to the Cornies before we go? Love your work. Love being in the Discord. Cheers. <laughs> From the Spin-Off Podcast Network, you've been listening to The Real Pod. Hosted by me, Jane Yee, along with Alex Casey and, most of the time, Duncan Grieve. Our producers are Tiahe Butler and Samuel Robinson. Thanks for listening. Kia ora e tewi. Tiahe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spinoff member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spinoff Podcast Network.